Are college opt-outs ruining the bowl season? And what should we do to fix this situation? We're going to talk about this, the bowls, and a lot more on today's Locked On Boston College. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Wednesday, everyone. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's show, we're going to talk about bowls. We're going to talk about the state of the bowl system. We're going to talk about opt-outs. We're going to look at what um, what the schools should be looking at in terms of is there too many bowls? Should people opt out of uh, – like teams should be opting out of bowls? And we're going to also look at a few news items. So let's kick this off by talking about bowl opt-outs. Now, if you've been watching the bowls – you have noticed that there's some of the bigger names have sat out. If you looked at Ohio State, it was Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, both first-round draft picks that both decided to sit out of the Rose Bowl. You had Kenny Pickett and Kenneth Walker both sitting out of their bowls. And you had various other first-round talents sitting out across the country. Now, if you listen to guys like Kirk Herbstreet, who on um, game day this week said, you know, the players just don't care that much about football anymore. You would believe that these guys are selfish jerks that don't want, don't care about their teams and they don't care about the state of college football. But I say that is furthest from the truth. And this is why. But, you know, you look at a guy like Chris Olave, right? You look at what he could make as a first round draft pick. He's going to make $4 million, probably guaranteed. Just throwing out a number. Now, say Chris Olave goes out in the Rose Bowl and tears his knee up. How much money, guaranteed money, is he going to lose? Okay? And you may say to yourself, well, that's what you do when you're caring for your teammates. And I hear that. I hear that you want to care for your teammates. But I can tell you this, too. Those teammates are probably the same guys saying, Chris Olave, go get your money. We get it. Go get your money. We got this. The Bull systems themselves are made not for Chris Olave's. They're not made for Kenny Pickett's. They're not made for Zion Johnson. They're made for the younger guys. That's why you saw that wide receiver from Ohio State have a humongous game. You know, all the talk was about Olave, but this dude, he caught for over 350 yards. You got to see the future there. And if you were at Boston College and we actually got to play the game, you would have saw guys like uh, Ozzie Trapillo. You probably would have saw Drew Kendall. You would have saw newer guys. That's what these bowl games are about. For the older guys that are going pro, they need to secure their money. This is not about them not caring about their team. Because if you can look me in the face and tell me you wouldn't do the same thing, I'd call you a liar, first of all. Because you absolutely would. If I was to say to you, okay, here's your deal, right? Joe, listener of Locked On Boston College, you are going to, I'm going to give you $5 million because you're good at catching footballs. However... I'm going to have you go play in the Continental Tire Bowl. And if you get hurt, you're going to make about a million and a half. What would you do? What would you do? And yes, playing for your friends, playing for a school, that's all nice in theory. But you know darn well what you would do. You would sit that out so you could secure your money and say in and and provide for your family. Because that's what all these guys keep saying. They're out there to provide for their family and to make sure that they 
are bringing in that kind of wealth that could change the lives of not only them, but their kids and grandkids. And you cannot rip these kids from making that choice. I'm sorry. I don't care what the excuses are about the team or the program. It's not that. You guys, on one hand, say that this is a – these are just, you know, the playoffs are the only thing that matters. Why do, why do these games matter? But on the other hand, you're telling me that they, they can't – you know, these guys can't sit out these games. If they don't matter, why does it matter? You know, why do these games matter? So I think it's fine. Now, there's some I have some thoughts as well about what, you know, ways to get them to stay because I'm sure companies like ESPN who owns all but what like one bowl game at this point, I'm sure they want these marquee names out there. And I don't blame them. They're a marketing company, they're a, a, a media company that needs to be able to market a big bowl with big names. So what do you do? What are some things that you can do to ensure some of these older players come back if that's what you really want to do? You pay them. You pay the players. This this system is made off the backs of players who are making scholarship money. And the scholarship money is nowhere in comparison to the amount of money that these bowls, that these college football games bring in. And so we're now past the times where players can't get paid. We have NIL now. Why can't you pay them for these bowl games? Give them some money. Give them the financial incentive to play. And on top of that, you know, you can't afford to pay a guy that could lose millions of dollars to keep him in. You know, I'm not sure what an insurance policy would cost, but take out an insurance policy on them. Like a guy like Kenny Pickett, you know, take out a Lloyd's of London, insure his arm, insure his knee. And then he knows that, hey, I'm going to play for my boys. I'm going to play for Pittsburgh. And if I get hurt, I'm going to still get paid. You're gonna get. You'll probably get a few more names that are guys that will actually buy into the system if they know the financial system is set up for them. But right now, the reason that none of these guys want to do this is because the bulls are just there to basically exploit them. Yeah, it's nice to get a swag bag, and it's nice if they get you know two hundred dollars to Amazon. But when you see the school bring in seven million dollars because of this bull game, it, you know a three hundred dollar PS Five doesn't really count. In terms of like financial support for a guy that is a marquee name that is selling ads for you, you you got to give him more. So just my little rant about the bulls and about opt-outs because I, I I had to tell you a quick story here. Uh, this is what it's like living in my household, right? You know, watching bulls and New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's six bulls with my dad over the break. Of course, I started arguing with him because he he's getting into all the bulls and like, why are these guys sitting out? They're selfish, blah, blah, blah. And of course, I can't keep my mouth shut. And I start arguing with him about it. And I apparently have done this more than once now. So my mom goes, AJ, you know, you've already said all this. We already heard this before. So I get kind of heated about this conversation. So this is kind of where I'm at. Now, in a moment, I want to address something. Um, good friend of the podcast, Bill Maloney, put on his on his blog, Eagle in Atlanta. And it's about the amount of bowl games. And where Boston College stands in the pecking order. We'll talk about that in just a moment. It's the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars that can be chalky or waxy or taste like just gross. You want to eat a healthy, but it just gets so boring. Like week three, you're going to be like, where's the chocolate? Well, you know where you're going to get your chocolate? You're going to get it from Built Bars. 
Most of them have only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And you can try out some of their amazing flavors, including cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, raspberry, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. To get these great deals, just head on to Build.com and use promo code to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hey, Eagles fans, this is AJ Black with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE and pay. I uh, get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents, get cents back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using JetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code COLLEGE, a score, excuse me, to get up to 50% cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive around are making much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account for Amazon or other accounts and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Happy Wednesday. If this is your first time listening, I want to welcome you here. We are a daily Boston College podcast. We do this five days a week. And I want to make sure that you, if you enjoy this, hit that subscribe button so that you get this sent directly to you for free every single day of the week. And if this is if you've made it your first listen, if this is part of your daily routine, thank you as well. Now, we're kind of just talking about some of the big topics about football, and they, they relate to Boston College. So the first one, we talked about opt-outs. You know, Zion Johnson, I believe, wouldn't have played in that game. I don't know. I'm not even sure Brandon Sebastian was going to play um, as, as they were going to opt out. Now, Bill Maloney, you may know him better as Eagle in Atlanta, talked about the bowl system. And I thought he had some good points, but some I, I, you know, I don't agree with everything he says, but some of the things I liked, uh, let me read you what he says. The bowls are only around because of TV and greed from the people who do get paid, coaches and bowl admins. If ESPN wants to keep NIT level bowls after the expanded playoff, then let's get rid of those weird destination bowls and just have them host a series of intersectional matchups in cities and domes or good weather and hotel space to host game after game after game the week between Christmas and New Year's. In this example, BC would play ECU in Orlando at noon on December 27th. The next game would be in Atlanta at 3.30, the next in Vegas or Arizona or where the TV product uh, would be best for the site. Now, totally agree with that. I think that there's something to be said about kind of shattering the bowl system. I, I, I think having these games is good, but do we really need to have players going to Detroit and playing in the Quick Lane Bowl or playing in Fenway Park or, or Yankee Stadium, which both are just miserable bowl experiences, or some of these like, tor- like the Thunder areas, like Fort Worth, which seems to have games canceled all the time. Have them in these like nice spots. And I love, I, I think I agree with Bill here. Like Orlando, you know, have them out in California, have them in Arizona, have them in these warm spots, destination spots. Totally agree with what he has to say here. I think that is, you know, these players want to go to good spots and you want to have good destinations. You don't want to go to Shreveport. You don't want to go to Birmingham. I mean, maybe Birmingham, but you want to go to like New Orleans. You want to go to Miami. You want to go to these fun spots. I mean, you could do like do more of these like Bahama Bowls, do things like that. I think the players would love it. Um, but you know, I think he also brings up a good point that right now, and I, I brought this up in the opt out part of the show. 
Uh, these are all based to just make money for the admins, for the programs, and for ESPN. And so that piece is hard to change. But the part that I didn't agree with, Bill, and I'll, and I'll read that right now. Is he says, it is against BC's nature to lead any risky change or take a stand that might bring controversy. So they should will never be the school to lead the bull, charge to end bowl games, but they should. We don't benefit from the bowl, so let's move to a system that benefits BC or at least gives us something productive and tangible to shoot for. So... Here's my thoughts here. Yes, changes need to happen, but Boston College absolutely should not be the team to be leading the charge in any sense of the imagination. They are not a team that has any uh, political power in college football. They're not a team that would, if they were to do the, make a stand, the bowl system would just laugh and keep moving on. If there's going to be a change in bowls, like to make it more fun for, you know, you know like getting rid of, the Continental Tire Bowl or some of these other bowls that no one cares about and making it more just going to a destination and just having an exhibition game. Boston College absolutely should not be reading the charge. They should not be making a statement about this. And I don't agree with Bill that they don't benefit from them because they absolutely do. Um, they, they get money from this. And just because the four last four years have been a giant S show um, in terms of like just weird apocalyptic, like bad luck, um, I don't think Boston College has really not benefited from this. They are a team that I feel at this point is pretty lucky to be in the situation they're in. They're not a powerhouse program, but they're in a Power 5 pro, uh, conference. They uh, are not there yet. If you want changes, the teams that need to do it are the big ones, the Blue, blue Bloods, the Florida States, the, the Georgia, Oklahoma, USC, Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, those schools, if they were the ones to make a stand, then things would change. But right now, I'm telling you, the bowl system is an absolute cash cow for ESPN and college bowl, college teams. They make an absolute killing off of these bowls. And so they're not going to change anything. And unless fans are the ones that stop watching then it's never going to change. And you may watch and go, whoa, AJ, their fans aren't watching. Um, yeah, they're not in the stands, which I guess is good. You know, like that's some barometer, but watch, look at the ratings. Like some of these bowl games are killing like the NBA, you know, they're not killing NFL, but NBA, NHL, uh, wrestling, all those things, they're, they're doing really, really well. And they're the bowl games you all say no one cares about. They're still getting great ratings. So it's not on a team, and it's definitely not on a team like Boston College to change this. In order for this bowl system to change, fans are going to have to tune out, and I just don't see that ever happening. This nation is filled with football fanatics that will eat up football, especially college football, without any hesitation. And it doesn't matter with the product. I mean, we watched it last year with no fans, and it was weird, but everyone still watched it. So I just don't see that happening. It was a good idea. I like some of his thoughts. Again, I just don't think Boston College should be the leaders. It should be the fans. In our final segment, I want to address uh, some of the things that went on with basketball and the uh, players of former years that jumped in to voice their support uh, for the program and their their thoughts on where BC basketball is headed. But before we do that, it is your final swing. This is it. 
the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you are running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning and budgeting and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com locked. Head to netsuite.com locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Again, that's netsuite.com locked. Now, this is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. This is our Wednesday show. I hope you have subscribed on YouTube. It's free. It's easy to do. It gives you all of our episodes on video. You can check all of those out on YouTube. Just search for Locked On Boston College. Now, over the last two weeks, I have not been able to bite my tongue at some of the ECU fans, though they've all now headed down the mute hole where I don't listen to any of them anymore. But one of the things that came up that I thought was absolutely hilarious, speaking of Bill Maloney, uh, was that he found uh, military bowl champion shirts for Boston College. I am going to see if I can find one because I want to be able to order one for one of you, our listeners, because I think it's the ultimate troll move. I think they're hilarious. And I want to see, I want to see one of you in that at alumni stadium next year in a Boston college military bowl champion shirt, because God down in ECU, they've got the rings. They've got the champion shirts. I'm sure they're going to have a parade. Let's get our BC championship shirts and uh, I'll post it all over social media if you get it. So um, if you if if I can find it, I will make sure I tell you about it on the podcast. So basketball got obliterated on um, set on Sunday, excuse me, by UNC. UNC. Now, this was a game where Boston College was just completely out of out of sync through the entire game. They fell behind, you know, by 20 plus points by halftime. They were just a complete mess. And we talked about all the issues. Earl Grant went on the ACC uh, media, um, uh, sorry, Zoom call and talked about how the players, you know, they only had come back a couple days before. Um, and and he had seen the effects of COVID. I'm not saying that's an excuse, but he's also saying that they have to play much better. And he also said that this is a, you know, that this is going to be a, a project that, he, you know, he knows, I, he said all the right things. But you know who else is saying all the right things are some of the former players. And I, you know, as I've said before, I'm a class of 06 guy. I was there during some of the glory years of BC basketball and a trio of former BC uh, legends, I'll call them, went on twi- uh, Twitter to voice their opinion. Now, Sean Marshall, who we've had on this podcast, you can find my interview with him back in March. He came on and talked as well. After watching, he said, I want to help. What can I do to help the program? It hurts my heart that people forget what this program once was. And then he tagged um, Craig Smith, Jared Dudley, Lewis Hinnant, Tyrese Rice, and um, another BC site. And then Craig Smith jumped in with uh, the speaking emoji, couple times with we were part of the reason bc had a great run at the heights in the mid 2000s we had a ton of success and a ton of records that haven't been broken yet hashtag program changers hashtag we can help now boston to boston college's credit they did hire dana barris in the last couple weeks for community outreach 
And he's, you know, he's reaching out to alumni. He's doing a whole bunch of different initiatives within the program. So I think that's a great start. But I also agree with the guys. I th- agree with Craig Smith. I agree with Sean Marshall that some of these mid-2000 guys need to get back on campus and be part of this program. Now, I'm not there to say yet that Marshall or Craig Smith should be one of the three assistant coaches because you have to remember, those guys are great basketball players and they're great BC guys. But they're not experienced yet. Remember, Lewis Hinnett had to go to UMass Lowell, and he's been an assistant there for a bunch before he, be, he you know, he would ever get in um, BC's attention. Craig Smith and Sean Marshall haven't coached at all. However, that being said, you can find roles for them. You know, you can make director of basketball operations. You can add your own role, like you did with Dana Barrows. Get another one. Get an assistant uh, basketball program outreach because. You know, the most exciting period of BC basketball was that 2004 to 2007 stretch under Al Skinner. And those guys understand how to win at Boston College better than anyone else, better than any of the guys that have come after, any of the guys that have come before, because they were consistent winners year in and year out. And they understand the school. They understand the program. And I think if they're if they're begging to come, you find a spot for them because that just their names alone bring excitement back to this program. You ask any BC fan, you know, at, during during the last coaching search, how many times did Jared Dudley's name come up? This was a guy that was still on the Lakers at that point. But BC fans love him so much, rightfully so, because he was a hell of a player when he was at BC. They loved him so much, they were looking to look past that to get him on the, on the team and, and as the head coach. So... You know, you want to build that re- that resilience, bring that back. Because I think Boston College has done a nice job of kind of embracing some of those older players. As I said, they brought Dana Barrows back. You've seen other uh, legends on campus practicing with the team or watching team practices. Um, I forget exactly who it was. I saw Earl Grant had a couple of guys in right before the season to watch. They're doing a better job of making it in- inviting for these p- former players to come back. Al Skinner was, you know, kind of mentoring Earl Grant. He mentioned it in his introductory press conference. But getting some of these players, I think, you know, any of those four. Lewis Hinnett would be great because he's he's immediately got talent. He's got experience. But, man, you get Craig Smith back, Sean Marshall, Jared Dudley. So he's off on his own on his own course right now because Jared, I think, is with the Dallas Mavericks. But you get those other guys, get them in there as, you know, grad assistants, get them in there as – you know, make up your own role just to get them on campus. That's going to make a big difference. And it's they're right because it's sad. It is so sad to watch what BC basketball has become. You, This was a UNC game, and you're watching it on TV, and there is absolutely no one in the building. Now, I get it. The students were off. They were on, you know, it's break. But it was only, I mean, just 10 years ago. You had fans there on on winter break because it's a big it's a big opponent. We can't even bring it. We can't even draw attention to big opponents now. So it it is a sad affair. But you know I like what Earl Grant is doing in terms of building his program. We got the fact practice facility coming. I like the coaches they have. The 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 recruits that are coming next year. Another added step would be continuing to embrace the former BC players that made this team great. And so I hope they do. I hope they figure out a way to get that going. 
um, because I think it could make a big difference. This is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. On tomorrow's show, we're going to continue to dive into news. We'll get ready for this weekend's game against Pitt between two teams that are on the bottom of the ACC, and we'll all talk about everything in between. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you haven't done so already, give us a five-star rating. I saw a few of you do that already. It makes a huge difference and helps other people find us. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC, and I will do, we do this every day. I miss you guys. See you all again soon. Take care, everyone.